from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. I'm Mike Salmon, alongside our host, Victoria Collier, and Senior Salute Radio brings timely information to leading age boomers and seniors addressing the issues of aging, caregiving, and maintaining quality of life. And today we're going to be discussing business planning and succession planning for seniors, Victoria. Yes, that's right, Mike. Um, You know, I have been seeing more and more business owners who are aging and they're not sure how to plan their estates or how what to do with their business as they get older and either want to retire or need long term care or they're concerned about dying. Okay, so I'm assuming then that business planning and succession planning for seniors would be different than for other business owners. Absolutely. Many of the components are the same. However, there is a real difference in the urgency of needing to plan for people who are business owners who are seniors. Um, These are people who are not still planning to work for another 30 years. They may or may not have children who are in the business. And so have we considered what we're going to do with our succession of that business? Why is this business planning so important or or so urgent? As we age, we have a higher probability of needing long-term care. And one aspect is if I'm still working in the business day in and day out and it needs me, and if I have a health care crisis, then that means the business is not going to continue to be able to operate without me. But let's pretend for a second that it can operate without me because it's a good, solid, true business. Right. Um, And I define that as one that can operate without the owner. But let's say that I'm the owner of that kind of business and I now have a healthcare crisis. I might benefit from getting access to veterans benefits or Medicaid if I'm in a nursing home and I'm going to be in a nursing home permanently. Um, And businesses often are not liquid assets and that can prevent me from qualifying for government benefits should I need long-term care permanently. And so it's not an asset that's easy to liquidate or even maintain if the owner um, isn't operating anymore. All right. Let me ask you about some of the common pitfalls that you may see with most businesses out there. Well, just right off from the bat, um, you know, when we are doing estate planning and long-term care planning, in our office at the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm, we send a client questionnaire to our prospective clients, and it asks them lots of questions. But we also send another piece of paper called a verification checklist, which is a checklist of things they should either send to us in advance of the appointment or bring with them. And with that are items like, you know, their what's in their bank accounts, what's their income, do you own any businesses? If so, you know, a copy of your operating agreement and bylaws. And by and large, people just don't have their operating agreements or bylaws, and they never did. And that is the contract that says 
how are things to go should you die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the agreement that spells out how uh, who's going to manage it if you can't manage it yourself. And so people just aren't operating their businesses with formality that um, is necessary when uh, when we run a business. Another example of that is that when you have a business, you are supposed to have annual meetings and then reduce those meetings down to writing called minutes. And when we don't do that every year, then your business is actually really vulnerable to lawsuits. And if I sue you and you have not actually acted in a formal way with your business by having meetings and minutes, then I can attack not just your business, but all of your personal assets. And seniors, more than anybody, just don't have time to recover from that. Um, you know, they can't work another 30 years to grow back up what mm-hmm. somebody just sued them and took. Right. right? Uh, so that would be another example. I do want to go back to the bylaws and the operating agreements. How often should you have that looked at or updated? So first and foremost, you should create them when you create the business. Okay, And many people don't. Many people just go right to the Secretary of, Secretary of State's website, and they reserve a name, and they pay for that, and then, oh, I have a business, right? right, right. Um, and the minimum that you have to do is name your officers um, or your members, depending on what kind of organization you're setting up. Um, so number one, create it from the beginning. Number two, you would want to, um, just like a good estate plan, you'd want to have it reviewed every three to five years just to make sure that A, it complies with any new changes in the laws, and B, it still comports to what your desires are as your business changes. And I would think that it's never too late to start. So if even if you're 10 years in and you haven't done it yet, go ahead and get it done. Oh, absolutely. It's never too late to start. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, what about the the, the the senior business owner that says, well, my, my business doesn't really have any value, or they don't believe it has any value? Right, and that's a large part of the conversations I have with my clients is to assess. We don't do a formal assessment um, or audit or valuation of their business, but we talk about ways that their business can have value if they would rather sell it versus just dissolve it if they become disabled or dead. As an example, I'll tell you about a person I met with just this week. Uh, He has a business, and he provides a service to a couple TV stations. And so he's got a contract with them, okay? And with that, I said, well, what's going to happen when you die or you can't provide that service for them anymore? Uh, What is their contingency plan? And he says... Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, yes, it is. And I'm not so concerned about them. But what about you? This is value that you get by owning this business and you're providing the service to these two TV stations. And in fact, he used to have a lot more TV stations he had contracts with. I said, you know, how to bring value is can you sell those contracts to somebody else? Can you. Um, you know, because that's value. This is an ongoing thing. Um, so, you know, I have uh, other businesses that have lists of customers. The list is where the value is. And they're like, well, you know, I'll just, 
you know, I'll just close down my doors. Well, is there another business like yours that would love to have your list of customers? So that, that's a real tangible asset. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then if you have any employees, you can sell your business to your employees, even if sometimes it, it's a dollar. But nonetheless, you know, sometimes people want their business to continue, not because of the money they'll get, even though that can be nice, but so that what they've built and what's important to them continues, you mm -hmm. know, like, like my law firm, I have a contingency plan. If I were to die tomorrow, I sure want my office to continue to help senior citizens plan to be as independent as possible and live the best quality of lives possible. And that shouldn't be dependent on me. And my law firm has a value, and we've got a plan so that my clients are still taken care of. You're listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the estate and asset protection law firm of Victoria Collier. And we're discussing today business planning and succession planning for seniors. For seniors that are looking to have a succession plan, and they, they've thought about it, but they're thinking, okay, I'm going to give it, and you mentioned, to your employees, or a family member, a son or a daughter is going to take it over. I just let them just take it over. But there's still some legal, I assume, paperwork and things that need to be done that a firm like yours provides. Absolutely. And the number one thing that I will mention at this point uh, first is that when we're talking about transferring interest in a business to someone else, whether that is um, selling it or giving it away, um, you know, even if that means, you know, giving it to kids, things like that, is that when we're doing someone's estate plan, you think about a power of attorney for finances, you think about a healthcare advance directive, a will, maybe a trust in some cases. And that's all good, solid foundations. But when we have a business, we really need to have a very specific business power of attorney. Uh, and the reason for that is, Mike, you know, let's pretend we have a married couple for a second, okay? And so when I naturally think about who's going to manage my financial affairs and pay my bills for me on a day-to-day -day basis if I become disabled? Who's going to pay my mortgage if I have one? Who's going to stop that subscription to that magazine I never read? You know, that would be your normal power of attorney, right? And normally I would think, well, that would be my spouse who's doing that. But let's take the situation where I have a business and my spouse doesn't work in my business. My spouse wouldn't know the first thing about my business, right? And so I should have a different power of attorney document naming somebody else who actually does have knowledge about my business, maybe my right-hand man who's operating my business, you know. Um, but people don't think that way, and unfortunately, your regular estate planning attorneys um, don't think that creatively or don't see the consequences when you don't separate it out. And business lawyers, um, they're not thinking about the estate plan side of it, you know, and so we need to really be thinking not short term of what am I going to do when I die? Let's just make sure we have a good will or let's set up the business. We have to really think about that bridge between the two. Right. When you want to have this conversation and, and someone comes to you, how costly is having a succession plan put in place? You know, that can vary. I can say that it's part of, at least in our office, it is part of building your um, estate plan, okay? Because right. this is your estate. Your business is your estate in Be many cases. Because is, are there chances that if you don't do it, you could lose it? Right. 
I can tell you that it's a lot less costly than what right. you would lose. To to acknowledge that point even further, and that is businesses people don't understand and recognize are what's called probate assets. And so many people want to avoid probate. And so when you go to some you know, law office, for, for example, they'll say, okay, we'll put everything into a revocable living trust, like your house and your bank accounts, and you'll avoid probate that way. But they don't do anything with the business. And that business then goes through probate, and you've done the exact opposite of what your intent was and your idea was, right? Um, so it's having that knowledge and doing the right thing based on what your desires are. Um, so, mm-hmm. when you're talking about a, a succession plan or a, a business plan, I'm not a senior. I've got my business going. I'm in my late 30s or something. I mean, when should they start having these conversations? When they have a business. Okay. <laughs> so, because things don't happen to just seniors. Um, things happen to all of us. We all live. And when we live, uh, both wonderful celebration type events occur and those things uh, that challenge us occur as well. And so if you own a business, then you should protect it. There's different ways. There's financial protection, such as having insurance. So if you are sued, the insurance company pays and your business still has all the money or the asset. Um, There's... um, you know, legal documents that help protect it. And there's business documents that help protect it. So I would say if you've got a business, you need a plan. Right. And who's going to take care of that when you can't? I'll give you a couple examples that I'm working on right now. Um, One is a gentleman who has owned a business for 20 plus years. And it has ongoing royalty type income. Okay. Well, he is in the process of dying right now and so he has located a buyer for his his company Mm -hmm. and in you know the buyers paying one dollar for the company um and in exchange he's getting all of the um the the materials that create those ongoing income right and so the buyer had a lawyer who drafted everything up right and you think, what's the big deal? I'm only, you know, he's only selling it for a dollar. So what difference does it make that the contract has in it? Well, it makes a big difference because he has a spouse who's going to continue to benefit from some of those royalties. And so I looked at the contract and there's some things in there that are very um, contrary to what their original intent was. And so, you know, we're dealing with that. And, you know, fortunately, if he dies in this process, um, two things. One, while he's you know not capable of operating, his spouse has power of attorney for that, which is very necessary. Number two, if he passes away while this is happening, um, it will go through probate, and she will have to open a probate estate, which is my understanding this is the only probate asset they have currently. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, I did not do their estate planning. I just came in here at the last minute <laughs> <laughs> to assist with the sale of the business. Um, and but yet you know but that's okay because then the spouse can be the executor and and continue with that contract um and this has been going on for a while um and yet it may not even be done before he dies you know so that's the thing is we can't just wait for the crisis right right Uh, because it might speed up a little faster than what you're going yourself that's one example the other example i have 
which to me is is a, a more real example from what we see day in and day out and that is um i have a client who owns a business and it's a multi-million dollar business and she's a single female has multiple children multiple children work in the business at different levels some of them are um what we call c-suite you know your executive level some of them are not they're at lower levels and she does not have a will she does not have a business plan on what's to happen if something happens to her she does have health issues um and so and you know we're trying to how i'm involved right now is we're trying to do protections of the business from outside creditors at the moment and so when I raised to her, look, we really need you to have an estate plan. We really need you to talk about who's going to manage this if this unknown health issue you have. Right. Um, <laughs> She's just asking uh, for trouble. Right. And you know, the problem is she can't do the any, mini miny mo who gets the authority because she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And that is so common, but that's where we can be so helpful is we can help them think through the issues because it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be you can do X, she can do Y, and we still have a harmonious relationship because right now the kids aren't always harmonious. And if left with them to try to create this after the fact, it's just you know what's going to happen is the entire building's going to um business is going to either have to be sold and nobody gets any you know ongoing benefit from that or um or it just dissolves which is even worse yeah all the more reason to have a conversation with someone like yourself victoria collier uh so you're not put in that situation you're afraid of hurting feelings but uh they did not realize there are ways around that as you just said that can uh be remedied let me go ahead and ask a a Maybe a dumb question, but let's say uh, I'm a business owner and I want to give my business to my friend John or something. Do I have to have a specific date, or can it be when I I want to I want to work the rest of my life? So can it be when when, it, when I pass, or do you have to put a specific date in there when the business transfers? You don't have to put a date at all, and that's the beauty of it is you can create the arrangement the way you want the arrangement created. And so, for example, you could say. I want John to um, assume the ownership of this business when I die, but yet I still want income to go to my spouse for X years or for the rest of her life. Oh, okay. Um, so he gets the business and she gets a portion of the income, for example, right? So when the business goes away or you pass, that doesn't mean the income is lost to your family. You can set it up that way you as can, well. You can set it up that way. And let's take it one step higher, Mike, and that is let's say that John increases the value of the business because he's a much better business person than you are, right? <laughs> uh, and so you could even say... The income to the spouse is limited based on what the revenues were while I was alive. Anything above and beyond that all goes to John. You know, I mean, you can be as creative as our minds allow us to be. Um, And I was just talking to this other gentleman the other day. He's writing a book. And I said, what's going to happen to that if you die, if you're not done with it? Well, I don't know. I said, well, you don't have to not know. You know, we can put a plan in place that when you die, if it's not completely done, 
um, it can be done at that point based on the nature of his book, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, all you've got to do is now name who do you want to carry that on for you, and then your estate can continue to get revenue or whoever you appoint to get that revenue. Yeah. You know, He had never thought of it. He lightened up, and he thought he was pigeonholed into this one little academic world. And I said, there's a whole world out there that's – not that pigeonhole, you know, and he was so excited. It actually gave him a renewed uh, outlook on a writing the book mm-hmm. and b all the opportunities that he has with that. Even even if he died in the process, it's funny how people put restrictions on themselves, not realizing there are options out there. That's right. That your wishes can be followed even after you're gone. Absolutely. You just gotta plan. Well, you do have to plan, and you have to have, you know, in my opinion not just a lawyer but a counselor at law and the big difference is lawyers focus on the law and let's just get the paperwork together to meet your basic need a counselor a true real counselor is going to get to know who you are what makes you tick um, and create a plan around that through conversation and through counseling on what's available to you This is Senior Salute Radio, brought to you by the estate and asset protection law firm of Victoria Collier. Great information today as we discuss business planning and succession planning for seniors. For those that would like to find out more, how can they get in touch with you? Well, our website is a great place to get information, and that is www.elderlawgeorgia.com. That's elderlawgeorgia.com with Georgia spelled out. And our phone number is 470-235-235. 7848. That's 470-235-7848. Any final thoughts, Victoria, as we close up the program? I would just say that for anybody who owns a business, specifically if you are 55 and above, and if you haven't had these conversations or not at the depth that I'm talking about, it's time to plan. Um, you know, they say that, you know, if you don't plan, then, you know, the state will plan for you. We all have the opportunity to actually create the future that we want to see, even if we're no longer here to see it. And so I would say now would be the time to give us a call and let's start talking about that future. Great advice. Uh, All the reason to have a conversation with one of the best in the business, Victoria Collier. And even if they don't have the conversation with you, Victoria, and I highly recommend they do, someone that is in your seat that does what you do, at least have that conversation with somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've been listening to Senior Salute, which is a bi-monthly show bringing timely information for leading age boomers. And this show's available 24-7. You can listen to it anytime online by going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Senior Salute. Well, I would like to thank our listeners. We salute you. 